Good evening. It's nearly eight. And this is Quietly Yours. Welcome back. Tonight, we've got a shocking story of deception and mystery to sink our teeth into. But first, I want to quickly remind you about our new podcast, Zoinks, which is a non-fiction series diving into the unexplained and the paranormal. Typically, we do three segments, one exploring an unexplained mystery, one delving into a real-life ghostly encounter, and a segment called Weird Science, where we discuss interesting and perhaps surprising facts and news from the world of science. It's quite different to Quietly Yours, but if you like being creeped out, and let's face it, you do, then it might be your kind of show. You can find it by searching on your podcast app of choice for Zoinks, or by visiting the website daffodillies.co.uk slash zoinks. That's D-A-F-F-A. D-I-L-L-I-E-S slash zoinks. With that said, let's dive into today's electrifying story, which we call Lies Per Minute. There's this thing, this phenomenon. It's called automatic writing. The idea behind it goes back centuries, and really it's pretty simple. You take some paper and you hold a pen in your hand and then you relax. You relax your body and you relax your mind and you allow yourself to open up, to become receptive to the spirits that surround us. When you learn to do it correctly, your hand moves, but you're not the one controlling it. You become little more than a vessel, a tool through which messages are conveyed from the other side. It sounds a bit kooky, and it is, but people have been practising this for a long time, swearing that they're really channelling the words of the deceased from the great beyond. But then, don't they always say that? Liars and con artists spinning a supernatural story to trick the bereaved out of their hard-earned money. That's what I always thought, anyway. Others have said that perhaps automatic writing is a delusion, that people have an ability to write without being consciously aware that they're doing so. But that doesn't mean the messages are coming from any supernatural source, does it? That's more or less what I thought was happening to me the first time it happened. I thought I'd just zoned out and continued typing absentmindedly. But I'm going ahead of myself. I should start at the beginning. It was the late 60s when I entered the job market, and I was incredibly lucky to have found the position quickly. It was my typing that got me in. This was a long time before computers became commonplace in offices, and being fast through the typewriter was an essential skill back then. So within just a few weeks of leaving school, I found myself working in the office of my local Member of Parliament. It was nothing special. Typing up files, making copies, occasionally transcribing... That's how it started. It was the end of the day and the MP had me type up a quick letter. He spoke the thing aloud to me and I just had to type it up. I typed everything he said word for word. But after he'd left the office, I read the letter back and found that I'd typed entirely different sentences. I panicked. 
I binned it, I got a new sheet and typed the whole thing up again from memory, correctly this time. But it happened again, and again, and again. Every time he asked me to transcribe anything, I would type and type, and I would be trying, really trying to type it word for word, but somehow entirely different sentences would flow from my fingers, and I would have to rewrite the notes later. I started holding on to the first drafts eventually. I wanted to compare them, to see what they had in common, to see if there was any sign that... Well, any sign that I was going crazy, I suppose. That's what I thought. That was the only explanation I could come up with. But as I read through the papers, I noticed that they made complete sense. It's not as though I was mindlessly typing gibberish. There were full sentences, everything was legible, and sometimes it wouldn't change. Some sentences I would type verbatim, others I would type the entire opposite, like my fingers had a mind of their own. And one day, it clicked. I was typing the truth. The MP would stand and recite paragraph after paragraph, and much of it I would type up word for word. But when he lied, when something downright false came out of his mouth, somehow, inexplicably, my fingers would type up the truth, and I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't even know how I was doing it. Transparency is important to myself and my staff, he would say. I burn communications from my donors, I would type. I have no ambition to be the leader of this party, he would say. I've spoken to 26 fellow MPs to instigate a vote of no confidence, I would type. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I'd been handed, I don't know, a gift? A curse? I'm still not sure which. I figured the first thing I needed to do was to find out if this was unique to my employer or if it was a universal thing. Would it work on others? There was only one way to Good evening. It's 10.30, and this is Quietly Yours. the second episode of Quietly Yours, or, as it's more commonly known, Quietly Yours, episode 2. I hope you're not listening to this on your drive home, because tonight's story takes us down an empty country road in the middle of nowhere, where two girls have found themselves lost. Could it get any worse? Probably. This is Dead End. There should be a turning soon. I don't see anything. I'm gonna try my phone again. Nope, nothing. I'm really starting to think we need a plan B. It's already getting dark and we're never gonna make it back in time. We should start looking for the nearest hotel and head straight there. Yeah, I think you might be right. Oh, damn it! What? Nothing. I just forgot about the lack of signal for a second. I guess I'll have to find a hotel the old-fashioned way. Oh, I hope there's a place nearby. Suppose I shouldn't get me hopes up, though. We're in the middle of nowhere. Don't be such a pessimist. Anything? 
looking, I'm looking. Oh, look, there's someone behind us. Should I signal him to pull over? And why would you do that? So we can ask him for directions. Who needs directions? Us, by the sound of it. It's fine. I found somewhere. There's a crossroads in about five miles. We turn right there and then, for the most part, we head straight on. Civilization isn't too far away and there's a little hotel we can stay at. All right, perfect. Headlights. Oh, please, stop. Stop! Oh, we need help, please! Please! Double L I E S dot co dot UK slash zoinks. With that said, let's dive into today's electrifying. Oh, for God's sake. So close to one take. Hello? Yeah. Monday? Well, no, not really. It's kind of an emergency. Well, yeah, but it's not safe. Someone's gonna end up getting hurt. Yeah, well, it's not as though there aren't emergency electricians in Sheffield. You can find someone and get them out today. Tomorrow at the latest, it really needs fixing. I mean, within 24 hours. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's... Well, how about I just find someone myself and I'll deduct it from the rent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thought not. Three o'clock. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, thank you. Bye. <clears throat> Welcome back. Tonight, we've got a shock. Weird Science. This is Weird Science. The segment where we discuss bizarre news from the world of science, or just discuss some mind-boggling facts about our universe and everything in it. You've seen lightning a hundred times, to the point that it just feels like a normal thing. But really, lightning is an incredible phenomenon. Imagine trying to explain it to someone from another planet. They wouldn't believe you. So, let's discuss some of the astounding things we can learn about lightning. Well, firstly, a lightning bolt can be two to three miles long, but only about an inch wide, like the handle of a broom stretching all the way from cloud to ground. And despite being so narrow, a lightning bolt wields tremendous power. So tremendous, in fact, that a lightning bolt reaches temperatures five times hotter than the surface of the sun. That's so hot that when lightning strikes sand, it can fuse the sand granules together into a stony, glass-like mass. They look kind of like spindly bones, it's great. I know you're dying to ask me, what happens when you're struck by lightning? So, let's talk about that. 
Around 240,000 people are hit by lightning each year, 90% of which survive. And while 75% of survivors will face long-term issues due to their injuries, 25% of survivors recover completely. Not the worst odds. But what about the 10% that die? Well, in many cases, the lightning strike interferes with the heart's rhythm, and the organ is unable to restart its usual cycle. In that one, not really. Well, I mean, they've said that's when the restrictions end, but you never really know, do you? I mean, they say no earlier than, but it could always be later than if everything goes wrong and it gets delayed. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Oh, son of a bitch. No, just power cut, I think. Oh, well, fantastic. I really hope that auto-saved. Yeah, like pretty much the entire episode. Oh, it's, it's fine, it'll have auto-saved, it usually does. Um, uh, I need to, I'll call you back, I need to go try and fix it. Yeah, well, yeah, speak to you later. Oh, God's sake. First, we have to take a moment to remember Jake Noble from Montana, who died this week at 40. Jake, who is survived by wife Echo and daughter Marlo, was killed in a workplace accident when lightning struck his surveying equipment while out on a job. Uninjured, hard worker Jake got straight back to work, and even the second lightning strike didn't stop him. But if the third strike didn't finish him off, the fourth one certainly did end to this sad and shocking tale. Stop! Oh, we need help, please! Please! Stop! Oh, we need help, please! Help! Oh, we need help, please! Help! The lightning bolt reaches temperatures five times hotter than the surface of the sun. So hot that when lightning strikes sand, it can fuse the sand granules together into a stony glass-like mass. Five times hotter than the sun. Into a stony, into a into in the in the in the, in the Please help! It was my typing that got me in. This was a long time before computers became commonplace in offices. And you're sure you can get us there? Yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. For computers, 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 computers. Please help! Help! Computers. Help! Computers. Please help! Computers. Computers. Computers.